0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Creative Riding, The motorcycle podcast that brings you two-wheel topics from around the globe Tonight's show is brought to you by our supporters on Patreon If you'd like to become a patron of the show, go to www.patreon.com Forward slash creative writing to find out more Now, to our regularly scheduled show, show, show. Alright, take two Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast. This is your loser host, Shitbag McDumdum, and... I'm joined tonight with our wonderful, brilliant, smart co-host. Chris, I really thrown you for a loop this week. Chris Riggins, yeah. Well, we just recorded... Well, we just didn't record about a good 10 minutes of the show. At least uh, we caught it then. Yeah, I know. Instead of, of an away. hour in. Hey, bud, later. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> it's midnight. It's time to head out. Listen, let's start this over. Last, last week's show, we were here. Chris was making some knives. So we're going to say... That this is brought to you by Field Initiative Knives. <laughs> go to Instagram. dot com if you're on your laptop, and go to Field underscore Initiative underscore Knives for more info. He's actually cooking some sheaths for some new product as we record. <laughs> so, God dang, yes, yes, we're we're off a little bit. We're at Wiggins' house again this week, and we are. Uh, I. We recorded a little bit for our patrons. If you'd like to you know, learn more about that, do what we said at the beginning of the show and go to patreon.com forward slash creative writing. And then I forgot to push record. So, dude, I'm already 0 for 2 <laughs> tonight. I forgot Wiggins' ear... Uh, earphones and i forgot some mic stands uh, i'm in shit creek tonight so anyway what episode is this man number 145 that is right episode 145 spooky spokes is gonna be coming up pretty soon And uh let's get into this episode. I forgot what we talked about. <laughs> I forgot what we talked about was so good. It was it flowed so well. Now let's just get to what we did this week. I can't even remember. God damn it! So this I think week, we'll get back in it. We will. Just give us a chance. Yeah, give just us, give a, us a few minutes. Uh, let us sober up here a little bit. I guess we shouldn't have done a bunch of drugs before starting the show, but we decided to roll a little differently this week. So, God. so this week, this weekend particularly, there was a hell of a lot of stuff going on in the moto world, and uh, one of those things was the hooligan camp out put on by this dude I know named Hooligan G. (laughs) Jesus, who happens to also be sitting to my right over here. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. So we
1: just had like a little hooligan ride for anyone, actually, not even just hooligans at El Mirage Dry Lake Bed. Um, It was super fun, super kind of chill. If you've never, if you're local to Southern California, you've never been to El Mirage Dry Lake Bed. Uh you need to go out there and spend the night and look up at the stars, have a campfire. Um it is pretty amazing. There's some good, like pretty decent dirt bike trails that aren't super hard. Um and then the dry lake bed's like four or five miles long.
0: Yeah. And you can just rad.
1: fly across it and you don't even realize you're going that fast. Um the dust is super cool the sunset's super cool out there the sunrise is super cool out there um it's the way the mountains are kind of off in the distance from the lake is really cool uh it's just it's a really neat place
0: um do you guys get a little sounds romantic do you guys get a little yeah, romantic it was definitely out romantic there? yeah we had a <laughs> we had a fire nice. um yeah some beers grill i saw you guys chasing the kangaroo rat out there yeah <laughs> Um,
1: it seemed pretty domesticated. Not, not domesticated, but I think Tame. Yeah. Would you say? And it came out both nights I was there and one of my buddies was there the night before and he said that it came out for him. So I think uh it knows when people are there It knows it can like pick up food. I thought you meant it
0: said, I'm a gay kangaroo rat. <laughs> but no, that was pretty funny. I saw that you guys named him Larry. I was thinking, man, what a cruel fate. That poor little has the worst name in the world, almost. Yep. Um, but yeah, so how many people showed up? Hey, first of all, before we get to that, how many people were there and who was there? I think only
1: six or seven. Uh-huh. Uh, Nate Bickham, a, a listener and contributor to the show was there um another guy rich silva and his wife scoops if you guys listen to the girl in a moto deja vu i swear to god you just said this know, right ago. <laughs> yeah she was uh she was out there um Stu that races hooligan came out um kevin from ride free co came out he didn't even have his hooligan bike ready he just brought his dirt bike out and and then um Ethan, Evan, Ethan, Ethan from, uh, well, from Instagram, but Country Grammar on Instagram came out and uh, his hooligan bike was also down, but he brought a dirt bike and was uh, doing some sick 12 o'clock wheelies on his nice. dirt bike. And then Jonathan Griffin came out and um, shot some photos and it was cool. It was just relax and no pressure and just kind of hang out and, yeah, you know, just kind of, is he the Rusty Butcher photographer? He is the Rusty Butcher photographer. How did he peel
0: himself away from that Rusty
1: Butcher crowd for five minutes just um, to get out there? And I, I think he just wanted to relax. It was a good way. He Even said he's like he just wanted to like he enjoys taking photos and he wanted to kind of get back to just taking photos and not caring about much else. Yeah. So
0: you know, it was super cool, super yeah. nice of him. I've been trying to get off social media lately too, and it's it's hard because you know as like a podcast, you kind of you feel like you need to be on there Mm -hmm. but at the same time i feel like yeah i don't know i just feel like it's when you step away from it you just enjoy the moment a little bit more you know so yeah you don't feel like you're you i'm doing this to get my instagram picture instead you're like man i'm just doing this because it's
1: fun it's definitely hard and i definitely um like for me with the racing like my main account is definitely i don't I don't like go out and like actively like seek like it's always cool to like have some photos and do that stuff but that doesn't seem to bother me like then it's more about the riding um and if i get a cool photo i get a cool photo although later it's like oh man i got this cool photo i need to post it and i need to figure out something to say about it um and then with like my knife stuff too I feel like I mean that's the only place that I do anything with it. That's the only place that I like advertise or anything. So, you know, I kind of have to keep going with that one. Um, I don't, I don't do a website. I don't have a website for that. So, it's definitely. I think it's how you treat it. Um, yeah, but
0: yeah, I, I get it, and I get like kind of stepping away. And yeah, I mean, and it totally looked fun, and it was open to anyone to come out, and it sounds like just a few people that needed that. Like kind of chill getaway And it's not It's not like El Mirage Has like vendor booths Or anything like that It's just like a really chill Emptiness You know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. Um Now I think I You went out there Thursday right Or was it Friday I went out early
1: Friday morning. That's right. So I left when I usually leave for work and I drove out Friday morning.
0: Um, and I think I texted you to ask you what it was like out there and you said hot as fuck.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so from like, like 10 or 11 in the yeah. morning. There's also like, it's just open. There's no shade. Yeah. So we were like using the side of a big box van for a while for shade. Yeah. And then later we got a pop up, but it was hot. You know, I mean, it you know it's the desert and there's no shade yeah so it's
0: it's definitely a warm one but it's like north it's a little bit northeast of la and it's not it's not technically the mojave is it or is it the part is it part of it I mean, it could even be part of it, but but, you know, there's a reason it's a dry lake bed and not a wet lake bed is (laughs) because the sun comes down out there and it's pretty, it was pretty warm last week, so yeah, Yeah, hot as blazes, but it looked like you guys had a lot of fun after the sun went down and then the next day it looked like you guys were having a lot of fun too. Um, Yeah, if any, you know, when you guys went out there what was the uh, the vibe like did you guys were you guys trying to do some shakes down did you guys you took some cut tires did you guys actually get to do some flat tracking
1: out there yeah yeah i set up a little track and i just kind of guessed you know and i i told the people that went i'm like dude i'm not an expert i don't i don't just i didn't measure a track or anything i just kind of laid it out and i rode around it and i made a couple adjustments and i rode around it and made some more adjustments um and then it got kind of slick and we tried to sweep it off and that made it worse mm. um yeah I don't know it's so hard that you can actually sweep it, yeah, yeah, but it just like it threw more dust next to it, and it was a <laughs> lot of work, and it made that spot worse <laughs> yeah. so I ended up um taking the tires and moving them outside of like the dusty spot, and it kind of freshened the track right back up, hmm. but You know, they do say there's no drifting out there. So it's kind of a gray area with the bikes. But honestly, you know, we had four or five bikes running around. I don't know how many laps and not a single groove. Yeah. You know, like if you crashed, it would leave a little spot. But that's if you're in the... Yeah. Going in a straight line and crash, you're going to do the same. Yeah. So, um...
0: And, um, if you were to describe the surface of it out there, is it... It's not as hard as concrete, but it's like... Packed dirt? Like, what would you say? Like, it's not soft, but it's not hard. No, it's a very hard pack, but it, it like,
1: um, it it gets dusty on the top. So, one of the cool things about it is your bike gets really dusty, but it... Where it where the dust sits on your bike is super cool because it's like all those spots where like the air hits it. Yeah, okay. So it, it like it just looks super awesome. Like it's if you not go, like plastered with like mud or anything, right, yeah, and it's not just flung on it. Um, so it, and and you can see in a lot of the photos like there's a lot of dust that the tires kick up. And yeah. that's, you know, if you, there was a Porsche Cayenne out there that punched it and there's like this huge dust cloud behind it.
0: Uh, and that's just, you can see the arrow sucking the dust yeah, up behind it. I bet so cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so it, it kind of has that like feel, but it, at the same time it's hard pack yeah and it's really, really pretty smooth all the way around. There's a few, there were a few rough sections, but what they look like was they were still wet and someone went out there. 'Cause it'll rain and it what it does, it rains and like floods it and Hmm. resets it. Yeah, yeah. So um which is probably about once or twice a year at the most. So but yeah, it's a weird, weird surface. Um but it's a cool surface.
0: Yeah, and it's uh it's got that cool crack where it's like you can tell that it gets whatever they call liquefaction or whatever where the surface gets like when it rains it probably it's hard so it kind of gets like slick Mm -hmm. and then as soon as it dries yeah it's like reestablishes like re smooths everything out it makes it enough to where stuff can move on it yeah like the wind can can kind of brush it if you will or comb it right and groom it
1: but it was cool like where i would drain the cooler it's crazy like it'll it got real slick right there. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a weird... I think it's a lot of clay maybe. Yeah. Because it almost yeah. is like a hard bake, like a clay. But as soon as it gets wet, it's really slick. Yeah. Like a clay. Yeah. Like a, like a pottery clay. Like, yeah. So... Huh. And like, you know, you'd walk off the side and pee and it'd, it'd soak up and dry in like
0: five or yeah, ten minutes. like a sponge. It's like <laughs> yeah. water and like a little plant, spring scent. Yeah. <laughs> Radical. So, but it's, it's a cool surface. Yeah. It's
1: not... You know, the salt like utah is a salt it's like a looser stuff
0: yeah like this is more hard packed. like definitely like you would think of a grainy sand where this mm-hmm. stuff i mean i've only been out there like one time but it's definitely like a cake i don't know how to describe mm-hmm. it but a cake you know like a hard cake um you guys talk about doing a second one because i want to go out i i was not there i was uh at another event but man i'd love to just chill yeah you know I, a lot. everyone that was there said you
1: need to do another one and some other guys that couldn't make it had already said I needed to do another one they were bummed they couldn't make it um, yeah I mean know, it worked out we had plenty of food um, I bought a little bit at Costco I spent probably 120 bucks at Costco um, you didn't eat that mouse did you no we had plenty we didn't have to I mean if we would have ran out though, he could have got grilled. (laughs) But he was tame, he's like, Hey, you guys love me, you're petting you're putting me on fire. (laughs) Um but yeah i mean everyone kind of brought some stuff and that you know which is cool like i like that whole idea of just like there's food and people can kind of share and there were plenty of beer plenty of water you know it's funny because someone would be like hey is there beer <laughs> and like three of us would be like yeah we got this and this and this so that was cool
0: yeah um the community thing
1: yeah dude i just i love those like moments where no one really cares like everyone kind of pitched in yeah. so That's no one awesome. really cares um You know, someone suggested that I do it the same weekend as a speed trial out there. Oh, yeah. So I think I need to check out the schedule for the Southern California um, Timing Association and do it with them. Because we're off in like a little cove. Yeah. um, As long as we can get that again, you know. But what's cool is then we can go around and we can see all the land speed
0: cars. Yeah, this is weird, but I think somebody emailed the show or messaged me on Facebook to ask if we were going to be out there and I think they were out there doing the pre-Bonneville it's pre-speed week, so I think it was the beginning of August that they were out there, which is goddamn Maybe. hot. Like yeah. that's got to be
1: crazy hot out there. Well, a lot of them have campers and stuff, and they just run the air all day. But yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely hot out there. But what's cool about or what they do a lot of there because even Bonneville is ran by the Southern California Timing. Yeah, so you have to work up to your license. So like, say you have a bike that does like 160. You if you go 160 on your first pass, they're not going to give you a record. You literally have to do like 80 or 100 and then like 120 and then like 140 and you have to come in and like tech and you have to like work up to this and like get a license so you know you would cruise across you know shoot my sportster with the gearing on it would probably do 120 and it had little gear like i was running out of gearing in fifth real quick on the lake bed um it'd be fun to have like a big tall gear on it and see what it would do yeah but those tires start growing too and it's kind of sketchy oh yeah (laughs) yeah they get the faster you get they skinnier and taller Flat track tires they change shape a lot on me out there dude
0: you want to hear something funny talking about that i was watching this rc car video the other day oh yeah and the tires super tall oh my god they got like At least 10 times the original size. Like, I hope trusty Rusty doesn't do that because they hit the, you know, the bottom of the triple and (laughs) shred off. Yeah, not that bad. (laughs) Yeah, crazy front brake. But yeah, that's something I didn't think about. That's funny. But um, you're running like, you know, a half a pound of pressure in those things, right? (laughs) Close. (laughs) But I mean, it would be crazy. Like,
1: if you're on like a bike for speed that you know will do 160, 180, whatever. And You're like, okay, I'm at one twenty. I'm just gonna cruise now at one twenty. Yeah. Like, man, that would kinda be boring. But you know, it's all in the name of safety. And when you start getting up that fast, like one little thing.
0: Oh yeah, dude. I yeah, you know, people cartwheel that look like they're going in a straight line and you don't know why they do it. And all of a sudden, even in cars, like yeah. something just starts well, Have you seen the tail. crazy
1: video of the Honda Insight that crashed?
0: Uh-uh. Well, um, I mean, maybe. I've seen some of yeah, it. it was a remember.
1: pretty hot rod Insight, um, but it was still a hybrid. And like the thing with the first gen Insight, it was really aerodynamic. Yeah. They got like 70 mile a gallon, partially because of aerodynamics, not just being a hybrid. But someone like built one for land speed and it, um, I think it had a full belly pan. And it, Got a little sideways or something like that and uh,
0: just like barrel rolled yeah. like 15 times. I've seen that where cars barely start to um, fishtail yeah. and like that's all it takes.
1: Yeah. So because you're – I mean you're on a dirt surface and going that fast, you it's surprising the amount of horsepower you need to go that fast. Like you're thinking, well, I'm not really accelerating, but you're still pushing something through the wind. yeah, And every – Mile an hour is another hundred horse or something they say over two hundred or like something ridiculous, but
0: yeah, you hit um you hit terminal velocity and you yeah. need, you need to start making lots of horsepower, yeah, so my wife has texted me right now that she watched something scary, and she's basically put the house on a uh, safe room, like uh, locked down, so <laughs> even with my keys, I might not get in when I go home. there might be a scary movies, yeah, so she God like, damn locked it. everything why can't she watch like? This is the first time I'm going to say why can't she watch, like, something romantic when, while I'm gone <laughs> instead of some scare shit. It's going to make her worried. Uh, but, yeah, um, I definitely want to go out there and see if Spamla would do, you know, break the ton. I've only got – I got Spamla up to, like, 90 or 95 downhill with the tailwind before. But out there on the flat desert, that would be fun to see. What would be cool, too, is, like, even on the flat track with street tires, it would handle pretty well. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. I actually wanna do it and um I actually have been fantasizing for like the last couple years since I got rid of my uh X R God fifteen years ago probably, I'm guessing. More probably more than that, twenty years ago. Um I was why didn't I you know, that thing was like so cool why did i get rid of it i want another dirt bike and it's kind of go trail riding and stuff like this i'd probably want a dual sport so i could ride on and you know and there are some decent trail riding stuff out there yeah like if i had a ttr or wr 250 yamaha you know or like the tt uh tt 250 no not tt what are they the uh, xt 250 mm-hmm. or even a tw 200 like um something like that like one of the little honda or yamaha trail bikes that would be fun i think to uh have it and go out there and do some decent like single track or trail riding or just go off through the bush and this and that. like i think it'd be fun uh and i definitely i want to make a point i read a, i read a post a long time ago i forget what even what site it was on if it was an ama post or what it was but somebody took their suzuki 200 or suzuki 500 and they used it as their daily community they did a road trip on it and then they started doing track days on it and same bike and i was like "Dude, that i'm gonna do that with spamla, only more and i've kind of done a lot with spamla and i've i've gone off-road with her before it's so much fun because she's basically a crappier xt um which was like the awesome hot rod bike of the you know 80s for yamaha She's kind of like a crappy XT, just not with the monoshock rear. So, I mean, she's not a lot of travel. And I've hit some rocks and been like, all, oh, <laughs> that was crazy. Yeah. But still pretty off-road capable. It'd be fun to take it out there and see what she could do. I off roaded the sports gear a little bit. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and it's like... <clears throat> excuse me it uh it does really well until there's like whoop sections out there Yeah, that's just like form from the water and with only a rear brake and a 450 pound bike <laughs> with not much suspension like you can't just I couldn't like fly through the desert and be like oh whoops let's slow yeah. it down like you just had to kind of chill but I climbed some stuff yeah and it was pretty fun yeah and, the two guys I were with are on dirt bikes and they're like, oh man, I can't believe you're still like yeah, right behind us. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't it's know. It's rad.
0: Well, you know, back <clears throat> in the days, the scrambles were held before motocross was a thing. Scrambles were held on like old Harleys and BSAs. Oh, and yeah. Stuff that for were sure. I've always wanted to
1: take like a XR50, 50, CRF50, 50, leave the motor stock and do like a land speed bike. Like oh, yeah. use like bicycle wheels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like lay down like an inch off the ground. Yeah. And you like you would use like bicycle chain probably too
0: have you ever seen that um material that's like uh, it's like neoprene or something and it's like a skin that goes over bicycles yeah. that they do yeah, yeah, yeah you could do that like you could do a full arrow <laughs> an arrow car like the uh like the friggin- yeah
1: you could do like road bike wheels with yeah. like you know a eleven speed cassette on the back and like a jack shaft over to bicycle chain, like and it would probably work, yeah, because it 's not it they don 't make much power, yeah, like they make less
0: power than a human, you know what 's crazy. Uh, I saw this guy on a bicycle, actual pedal power bicycle that had a special rear sprocket these dudes had machined that was huge the rear the one on the rear wheel was huge, and the one on the front wheel had some weird like internal hub to it, like a weird internal diameter where the cranks were on an internal gear. And the, the front sprocket had like an internal and external chain. So it was like reduction gear or something like that. And the dude got up to like 100 miles an hour on a bicycle drafting a car. It would have been bigger in the front than the rear. That's what I thought too. But the rear was bigger. The front was, like I'm saying, the front had an internal and external. So it was like a mm-hmm. gear inside a gear. It was like a spirograph.
1: The, someone just set the new record. It's like 183 mile an hour. <laughs> on a bicycle. It was a woman on a bicycle. But they were behind a car, like maybe at El Mirage because it they wouldn't go through the salt very well. They were behind like a drag car with like a, yeah. a wind shroud around it. Yeah, this it. guy had a
0: car too. But I I
1: think to do that fast, even with no air, I think the wind shroud would create a vacuum Oh because yeah. of the drag. I yeah. bet the drag would push you. yeah. So, if you designed it right, the drag would actually push the rider into the car. Yeah probably but yeah still 180
0: mile an hour on a bicycle is yeah insane. i know i know yeah th- these guys got up to like 100 or 120 which i thought was amazing at the time and dude like the, looking at the gear thing how they did it i was like oh they had to do a special gear because no regular bicycle gears yeah. would be able to do that but yeah that'd be that'd be kind of crazy to go out there and just see what you could do yeah next time you do one i'm gonna i want to head out for sure the next time that there's one and. uh Instead of doing what I did this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, talk about what I did this weekend real quick. I um, I did the DGR <laughs> down in Orange County, and that was pretty fun. I, I really regret not going to El Mirage just because it sounded like it's so much fun, and I it sounded like a chill time, and that's really kind of what I was up for was a chill time. But Chris went out to El Mirage because it was... Well, Chris, why did Chris go to El mirage? Cause it was good. Why did I do the G- dgr because it was for a good cause I don't know that that played out better in my head than when it came out of my mouth, but anyway the uh yeah, the hooligan camp out sounded like a lot of fun, but instead. I went to the DGR, and uh, why didn't I go to the one in L.A.? I don't know. I just felt like being with some friends. I knew Bri Viffer was going to be down at the DGR in, in uh, Orange County, so I headed down there, met up with him and his beautiful wife, Sonia. I hope she doesn't mind me using her real name on here. I don't know her uh, her bike name. But, um, yeah, so I met them down there. Uh, Steve Caballero was there, who was like one of my childhood Skate heroes like I would watch. I told him I was like, dude, I used to watch The Search for Animal Chin and like Bones Brigade every day, and then go skating. And uh the first trick I ever learned was like a half cab, which is was kind of wasn't named. Well, it was named after him. He he did a three sixty ollie called a cavalerial, and uh, I forget who it was. Per Willander did like a um invented like the half cab did like a fakey ollie. 180 or whatever, and they called the half cab. So I was like, dude, the first trick I ever learned was like a half cab. But, dude, I used to love watching you and my cousin skated with Lance Mountain. So it was kind of cool meeting him and talking to him. I know Wiggins is like, yeah, hey, I raced with him probably before and stuff, but he was for me, as far as motorcycling goes, yeah, yeah. But as far as skating goes, man, he was like one of my heroes back in the day. So yeah, I mean, he's like one of the original, original, originals. Like, yeah, he, yes, he is. Really was like good and a legend and made skating take off. Yeah, and he said now he's like I don't, you know, now motorcycles. He's a, he said he's actually been riding. His first motorcycle was. Um, I wish I would remember it now. He told me I asked him what it was, and I think he said it was a Honda. And it was in 1982 or something like that. So he, uh and it was a 50, one of the Honda 50s, I think, mm. or something like that. And so he's been riding for most of the years that he was skating. But he, he wasn't, you know, he was a sponsored skater, pro skater. So nobody knew him for that. So he's now just transitioned to motorcycles full time. He's, um... I hooked him up with my buddy because he's looking for a uh, a Norton. He wants to flat track a British bike instead of his Harley uh, tank shifter, which he said is kind of kind of wild. And his Indian that he rode at the DGR was just kind of a side project. So he's like, I really want to get into this uh, Norton stuff. So that was it was a fun ride. I got to say they they said it was the uh, fourth biggest ride in the United States, which I thought was kind of funny because I figured L.A. would have one of the biggest. But um, I forget who actually had the biggest. Um, but yeah, we were fourth. Um, maybe New York? Yeah. See, New York has so many boroughs. I I don't know. But maybe they were, actually. See, I'm d- surprised. It, it would be cool to combine LA and Orange County. Yeah. But if you think about it, they are far enough away where, like, I just think I think the LA one was around the city and the Orange County one was along PCH so I was like dude Orange County right like let's yeah. do Orange. and LA was so exclusive you had to join a bunch of different groups and I was like forget about it the funny thing is that I think Crash from the uh cafe racer podcast which is down in san diego and our buddy um dave from that used to be at cerberus moto that's now at lassa they went up to the la dgr and i went down to the oc i figured they would have been at <laughs> the oc one but it was super super fun they ended it at monarch beach resort which was like this beautiful crazy hotel i just bailed because i I had, I had family coming into town so i had to bail but on the ride uh it was pretty cool There are a lot of different diversity of bikes, but we started the ride at Ducati down there on Huntington Boulevard, or not Huntington Boulevard. I'll think of the thing, but it was in Costa Mesa, basically. It's Newport, right? Yeah, yeah, Newport Boulevard. And um, lots of awesome Ducatis. Ducati just released a couple things, too. They just announced that they're releasing the uh, Full Throttle and the Desert Sled and and, uh, the Icon or something. And the guy from... Ducati. I think his name's Aaron Clink or something like that. He had like a desert sled, basically. That's not that not in the same colors as the factory desert sled. The factory desert sled's like silver, but he had one that was like all gold with the three. It kind of like the uh, AMF paint job that you used to have, mm. but it was like the the cool like orange, yellow, and red. Oh, uh, I think that's actually uh, RSD job could be could be and he's and he, i know he's raced it before i'm pretty sure he races a multi-strata yeah a he has that really too race. the murder yeah. strata as i think he Aaron's calls it pretty rad. he yeah he likes me and i don't know why i think he i think he might must work down there like me. yeah really most people wouldn't Aaron do this does. podcast <laughs> no he seemed like a pretty cool guy and he helped you no know, he is for he sure. did a lot of the announcing and a lot of the run i think he ran it and i mean does he work down there at that ducati or something mm-hmm. yeah okay so yeah, I went down there. Spamla did not want to start that morning. Uh, she was pretty not liking the cold weather, and I actually had a bump starter. And I was like, "Dude, my dog!" Hey, the night before, my dog and I are playing, and I'm like wagging her little toy around, and she's jumping for it. And I, I was an idiot, and I was kind of waving it around, like keep playing keep away with her, and she's she f- went for it full on, like she committed. And I hadn't turned my hand, so her teeth grazed across my hand right before she as she was going she was she was dead nuts on it, but my hand was kind of in the way, and so her one side of her teeth grazed across my hand right before clamping onto the toy, and it hurts like a bruise under my hand now like it it hmm it didn't leave much of a mark but underneath yeah, it hurts right it hurts. so i was like dude like that's my throttle hand like kind of joking around but it still hurts you know and and uh i was like oh you know whatever my dog's teeth hit it i'm not gonna not go on the ride but i gotta say that today like it kind of feels weird so that was the night before the next morning yes Pamela didn't want to start and she's been starting fine actually i put her out she was out in the driveway the other day and she kicked right over but she had been sitting in the sun and Mm -hmm. so i changed my plug which helped a lot of stuff but that battery in it is old and so i was like well the battery's getting old i'll just bump it i only had to start it there you know i bumped it in my driveway i only had to start it once i got to ducati and we left for the ride because they did a little schmoozing beforehand and then i only had to start it They stopped at the van's headquarters in also Costa Mesa or something like that or Huntington Beach or wherever that is and did like a little food break and drink break to give everybody a little uh, regroup and um, catch all the riders and started there fine. So I was like, okay, cool. So the battery, you know, it just – whim just a weird weird uh, thing but i was like all these weird little things i hope go right and then i had also lubed my chain like two days before and as i'm riding it's like all flinging out of the little group i was like dude like there's so much lube everywhere and i had wiped it down like twice right so it just at, once you get up to like 70 miles an hour it just starts flinging out of all the little squeaky squags so Uh, Paul, I met him down there and he was on, like I said, him and his wife were down there on the VFR and he's like, watch out for left turns, bro, because my tire looked like slimy, you know. But um, luckily it was just like dried on there, so it it wasn't really slimy, but uh, yeah, so nothing bad happened on the ride. I was super stoked. Um, We did, it was so weird because a lot of times you go on rides and people will block traffic, they'll run traffic blockers for you, mm-hmm. and they try to pick a route that was mostly not crazy turns, but we are riding through the city of Costa Mesa and the city of like Huntington Beach, and you are riding through the city. So the that- a lot of stoplights, and it's Orange County. I have no idea where I am, so I'm following people. And it turns out some of those people didn't necessarily know where they were going. So uh, like, I would say almost to Vans, a few miles from Vans, I um, this guy, we're, there's a bunch of us at the stoplight, and I was like, all right, which way do we go? And they're like, right. And then a whole crew pulled up behind us, and they're all, dude, we go left here. And it was like the old guys that knew, that had the um route map and so they knew where they were going and they're like why are you guys going right so i start pointing to everybody go left come on these guys these two dudes in the front that was leading everybody don't know where they're going go go left and so everyone takes off and this one guy on the cb his name i talked to him later i think his name i wanted to say brian but i feel like brian is too old like brian dennehy i feel like Brian's too an old man name i think his name was ryan and uh he was on his dad's C B CB five C B five fifty four and uh it's pretty rad, you know. OG paint everything was like super everything was OG on it actually. And it sounded super cool, but he's like when it gets hot it it just quits. And so I was like, Oh dude, like there's a lot of stoplights. Like he's like, Yeah, stop lights it hates him and I was like, Well, like we've been hitting stoplight after stoplight after stoplight I could see probably why, you know, it's cutting out so it cut out a bunch of times on him. Every time he'd have to wait a couple seconds and kick it, and it's not electric, so he'd have to kick it, you know, and it started right up, which is cool, but we'd be at a stoplight, and it was just me and him. I was like, I'm going to wait for you because, you know, I don't mind hanging as long as you know where we're going to go. And he's like, yeah, yeah. And then so I just kind of hung with him and rode with him. And at every stop, like I swear to God, we hit like 15 stoplights. <laughs> I mean, he, he only died at like 20 of them. But at the same time, at the stoplights, we'd be talking. And it was pretty cool. He That was uh, his dad's bike. It was a 1974, which is a pretty good year. Uh, and then he's like, oh, my regular bike is, a, um, I think he has a Nighthawk 750. Or six fifty. I can't remember, but he's like, "Yeah, my Nighthawk is my regular bike, and then this is, uh, you know, this is my dad's bike." So, and I was like, "Rad!" So we were. He was telling me we were talking all about Orange County. He's like, "Dude, you can't," because I was like, "We we went around Crystal Cove, and um, it was like this little windy uh, state park thing, and people were going so slow that I'm in like first gear, pulling in the clutch, trying not to like stall. Right? I'm like, "Dude, people are just." in, right and he's like oh yeah because the speed limit was only 15 and i was like i could have got off and ran next to the bike you know ghost ride the whip a little bit show off my (laughs) skills and i was like i totally wanted to go off on the side of the dirt and like do a big roost and he's like oh good thing you didn't like that's a like that's ticketville down there and i was like really he's like yeah like when you live in i was like i guess it pays to know to live someplace mm-hmm. and know like what's a good spot to do stuff and what's not he's like yeah I grew up my whole life here like riding BMX bikes and stuff that would have been a big ticket for you so I was like well I'm glad I didn't get antsy then and just rode with the crowd um, so yeah it was cool and it was really fun talking to him and then of course meeting Cavalera at Vans and he's, he used to be sponsored by Vans I think and talking to him and just yakking with Paul and Sonia who are just super fun people and then getting on the second half of the ride which was down PCH and Everybody And through Laguna Laguna Beach, like Naguna, where the hills and all that shit was mm-hmm. filmed, like riding right through there. And uh, everyone's like looking at us, like all these motorcycles, you know what I mean? And there was 500, there was almost 600 people. And we probably grouped up in groups of like 50 to 20. And so they saw motorcycles going through all day, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it, was, it was pretty cool. And uh, the fun thing was... Uh, I saw this dude, I thought it was the same dude. I thought it was that Ryan guy again, but I was like, no, nah, that's not him. He's on a different bike. And then like, I pull up next to him and he's like, Hey bro, I got my dad's new bike. He was on a triumph, a new Bonneville, like T100. And he's like, yeah, he he had to go home anyway. So he just took the Honda and I'm on this. And so I was like, Oh, that was you. And like, that's so funny. So we actually like met up again and rode and then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just a lot, a lot of fun. And for a good cause, you know, it's all, it's all about uh, the Mo- Movember Foundation. The guys from Australia that started the Movember Foundation were there at the OC ride. Um, and they are for prostate cancer and uh, men's health excuse me, men's health, so anti you know, suicide prevention and stuff like that. It's a really good cause. So I felt kinda good doing it for that. Uh, thanks to Paul. He's the one that actually donated two hundred bucks. This dude is crazy. He's letting me borrow his V F R. He donates two hundred bucks to the D G R ride. And uh yeah, he's there for everything. So it was kind of fun. And uh yeah then I beat I, I had my, my wife It was one thirty, And I was like dude we started late The ride was supposed to end at 1 But we didn't even get to the final destination To like one thirty or one forty five. So I had to beat it back home My uh, in-laws were going to be there at 2 And so there's no way I was half an hour from home I was at an hour and ten minutes at that point So I just start hauling ass home And I knew I was going to be there a little bit late But uh, yeah I just start flying home And I get on the 57 Flying north Spamla just is like I'm at 85, and uh, actually I split a lot of lanes on the five. It was really nice splitting lanes. She's so skinny and little that I just blew through. You know, At the carpool lane, it's nice because you have the double yellows to ride in. But even on the regular lane, she's so skinny. I was just doing like 100 miles an hour uh, in between cars, and I didn't feel threatened at all. But then I got on the 57 North, and I'm flying home, and I'm like 20 minutes from home, literally 24 minutes miles i think from home which equaled out to 20 minutes at like 70 miles an hour or whatever do you do the math on that and all of a sudden she starts cutting out and i was like what the going back up okay and i had just been doing 85 for like four or five miles right and i was like man she sounds like she's running like she's never ran before felt like dave dudley out there on on my motorcycle and Then all of a sudden it starts cutting out, and I'm like, what in the actual hell? And it feels like a fuel issue, and I reach down and I flip it to reserve. I know I had fuel because I just filled up right before I headed home, so I knew it wasn't fuel. There's no way. uh, All that whole morning riding down to Orange County and doing the whole 40-mile ride or 50-mile ride, whatever it was, and I looked in the tank, and she still had half a tank, but I was like, I'll just fill it up whatever just in case because i'm gonna haul ass home right so i knew technically it shouldn't be a fuel issue but it was acting like a fuel issue it was totally cutting out losing power and then all of a sudden it gained power again and i probably made it down the road like that about two or three miles and then all of a sudden it really cut out bad and i was like giving it gas wide open and it like died and i just left it in fifth gear and i was going downhill so I just let it go. And then when it started to get toward the bottom of the hill, I popped the clutch again. It started up and went maybe another, maybe mile, maybe not even mile. And it's going. And then I shipped it down to fourth because it's getting less and less power. And I was like, oh my God, the, the you know, like in the old days, right before your bike would take a shit, it would run like a dream. And she was, she was totally humming along at 85. And I was like, dude, did I burn like a hole in the piston? Like, what did I do? Uh, and then, it just it just is dead And I'm like oh shit And I was like three lanes over And there's cars getting on the freeway So I had to wave frantically like a maniac As I'm slowing down to like 50 miles an hour Against my will, right? I can't give it. There's no gas to give. It's totally dead at this point. So I'm waving, waving, and they kind of like let me get over. And I go as far as I can down the side of the road, and I end up right by the 60 and the 57. And I'm about 20, I think MapQuest said I was 20 to 24 miles from home. And I was like, really? I couldn't have made it 20 more minutes, you know, on whatever's happening. So I get off, and I'm like looking at it, and I'm like pushing the starter. Nothing's happening. And I look at the headlight, and it's totally dead. And the blinkers won't work. The horn won't work. And I was like, dude, something electrical big went. Like, it's big. This is big time. And I'm looking all around. I let it cool off. I'm looking. I'm trying to think of, like, did I overheat something? Because I was, like, ripping at 85 down this hill, like, for the last few miles. And it was running really good. And then all of a sudden, shit it out. Like, did I burn something? Like, I'm trying to just think of everything in my head, right? And uh, so... The next thing I'm like, man, like this is it? Like this is just not gonna. She's not gonna start again. Like I, I have done everything. I kind of looked, and I didn't have any toolkits with me because it wasn't supposed to be that sort of day, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I didn't bring my backpack with my toolkit, so I really can't take her apart. I have like a screwdriver on my keychain, but it's super small, and it was like I barely could use it to get the uh, the battery compartment open checked all the wires everything was good like all the connections were good so i was just like dude something's just not right right so i call AAA, a and AAA a tells me and i've never been stranded by spam law on the side of the road before i've even ran out of gas once but i was luckily next to an off-ramp and just coasted down it was downhill too and i coasted down and there was a gas station like there is in california at the bottom of every off-ramp almost this is the first time I've ever been on, stranded on the side of the freeway, and it sucked. And I called AAA, and they told me it would be a couple hours, and it would be 320 bucks. And I was like, because I don't have bike towing on my policy. And I was like, damn, and Wiggs is like, I hate to bug Wiggs. I think he's even in the desert. I'll just shoot him a thing and see if he's even home. And I think I texted you, are you home? And you're like, yeah, I am. What's up? And I was like, oh, shit, do I even do this? And I was like, no, I called AAA back. And the guy's like, yeah, it's still going to be a couple hours, and you don't have bike towing. It's still going to be 320 bucks." And he he explained the fees to me, which I think me and Wiggins want to cover in a later episode, what actually, uh, why it costs so much and should it cost so much. And anyway, so I called Wiggins back, and I was like, hmm, or I texted you back. And I was like, are you sure? And you're like, oh, uh, yeah, I got like some, you had just got back from camping, right? Yeah, dude, I had,
1: Which I still have some of it, but I had to get my gear bag out, my bike out, my toolbox and stuff out um, to make room. And then I left your grill in because you let me borrow the grill for the camp out. So I had to get that back to you anyway. And then there's still a little bit of wood back there. Yeah.
0: And you, you had just got home that morning, right? sunday morning
1: yeah yeah so like you an were an hour or two before
0: that no kidding so you yeah. were hours home you you just barely had time to kiss the wife and the baby before old junkie turdman's calling you up yeah. asking a favor like hey bro i'm stranded i'm stuck, <laughs> God. I'm and, stuck I, and you have a truck yeah and i felt so horrible and i was like dude but but he actually got there and we got back to my house sooner than AAA told me a tow truck could even get there. So I know it was a busy day for them and maybe they have limited contracts with people in that area or whatever it is, or just that many people break down and or need tows or get impounded or whatever in California. I could not believe the fact that... Two hours, I would have been sitting out there in the sun, and even though he did have to unload a bunch of stuff from the back of his truck, he still got there faster than they would have even just got there. You know what I'm saying? So I was super grateful to Wigs. I was like, man, I I can't thank you enough, actually, for coming out there to get me. And I don't, I really don't know what I would have done. I would have paid three hundred and twenty dollars and just sat out there in the sun because it wasn't it wasn't a cold day. No, I mean it, it was not. It was no El Mirage lake bed, but it, at the same time, it was kind of a, a nice warm t- day, uh, Sunday afternoon. I would have just sat out there roasting on the side of the friggin' freeway waiting for a, a tow truck to come uh, do me dry in the butt for $320 to tow a 220-pound motorcycle 20 miles to my house. It was $10 a mile, by the way. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Is that what a, why they... Wow. Ten dollars a mile. I'm in the wrong business. I thought stripping was good, but apparently towing is even better. Right. So yes. So that was my my weekend and how Wiggs wrapped up the camp At his uh, hooligan camp out was by saving one idiot from the side of the fifty seven. So thanks for that. Uh, hey, what do you say we get into some uh some another segment here? Yeah. All let's right. do it. Let's do it. When I was a kid, my friends all pronounced it Sam Hane. They didn't speak Gaelic, so they didn't know it's pronounced Samhain. In Welsh, it's Nos Caelan Gaeaf. The English, they called it Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve. And actually, that was probably from the Catholics, who went so far as to name the next day All Souls' Day. But we know what it is. It's the time of the year when the nights devour the day. Darkness becomes longer than light. It's the time of the year when the spirits from the other side of the world, from the world of darkness, the underworld, their portals open to our side. It was the middle of winter, late at night, driving around town with some friends looking for a place to hang out like typical delinquent kids do. Within about 10 feet of backing up, we noticed a clear set of footprints, deep tread marks in the fresh snow, walking right up the middle of our car tracks, leading directly under the car and up to the mill. They were separate from our footprints and led around the side of the mill where we hadn't been. The footprints definitely weren't there when we pulled in. It was pretty freaky, so we just got the hell out of there ASAP. There's a place up here called Holy Hill. It's a huge, beautiful twin steeple church built on top of the biggest hill in the area. Yes, what watches sail from there? Uh, The feeling that there is something just off the road watching us. Blowing leaves and crackling branches is all that breaks the night silence. I once worked at a hotel in San Diego. And I worked the overnight shift. And I had a key, like a master key. So I went in the room. And then so I stopped and I was super still. And across the room, I saw what I thought was like a silhouette. So I called out a name of the security guard, thinking it was him. Um, I don't think there's a person there. Cry out creatures from the night. Wicked beasts all take flight. And I looked to my left and I seen what I can only describe as an
1: inhumanly large owl. I looked up in the tree where where I had seen the owl. But at this point, the owl had gone. In its place
0: was a raven. Blacker than I've ever seen a bird. Even to this day, all these years later.
1: A black that almost seemed to drink in the light when it hit it. Now if I hadn't looked up and if I hadn't seen that Owl, Raven, whatever it was, I would have went straight into the river.
0: Halloween, candy ass kids, one candy from my ass.
1: (laughs) So I'm out here at uh, Bray Road, where supposedly the beast of Bray Road lives. And uh, I'm gonna go uh, see if I can find a werewolf. And I even brought my werewolf bait. in the middle of effing nowhere on a haunted road looking for a werewolf what else would you do got my beef he's got my beef
0: spooky spokes happens October 26 2018. Make sure you email your submissions to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. Are you ready? By the way, that's about sure. Nice shirt. Yeah. <laughs> If you guys wanted to hear Wiggins sing the Super Mario Brothers uh, theme, I am super sorry that I turned us down, but it happened and it was amazing. So Wiggs, on this week's show, I got a little uh, game for us. We played this, um, I don't think we played it last week, but maybe the week before. Uh, WFO uh, stands for, uh, no, yeah, we did play this last week. It stands for wide fucking open when Wiggs runs his races his waces <laughs> but on this show it stands for what's the fake one so i'm gonna give wiggins five headlines again from the news uh this week and maybe last week and even the week before uh maybe a couple of years ago i won't tell him but um some of this news actually might be from 1982 Wiggs. so you just have to guess you do your best to decide which one is the fake one and you do your best to decide what year it might have came from in order to tell me what it is so here we go are you ready to play what's the fake one sure all right here are five headlines from motorcycle news recently you tell me what's the fake one headline one Suzuki unveils Hey are you on your phone looking at news headlines by the way You cheater (laughs) That would have been a really good idea (laughs) Suzuki he's looking at birthday cakes folks I was not lying Back a few you know uh, 50 episodes ago I told you He looks at birthday cakes all the time when he comes over on Instagram I don't know what that's about Uh, Headline one Suzuki unveils A new katana Headline two Anna Carrasco wins A world Supersport 300 class Championship Headline number three, the power sports industry contributes less than 1% of the U.S. GDP. Headline number four, a man swims off after trying to steal a motorcycle in Florida. Our headline... Well, and that's, that's probably true of having in Florida. Yeah, I think I, I think I ruined that one by telling you where that is. And headline number five, the navigation updates. It's almost as if they listened to the last show. The navigation updates for the Honda Goldwing... Uh, are available now. Which one of these headlines is fake? How do you update it? You got to take it into the dealership and they update it?
1: It's not like it just downloads automatically, does it? Like a Tesla expanding your battery range? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's a fake headline. They can't update to touchscreen, so. <laughs> Maybe that's the fake headline. And I'd believe a new katana. That's, I mean, everyone needs a cheap, shitty sport bike. <laughs>
0: Um, what was the second one? Uh, Anna Carrasco wins the World Supersport Championship. I thought that happened a little bit ago. There was a girl that just won a championship,
1: but I don't remember her name. So I'm going to yeah still we, say Yeah, I that think that we talked true. about
0: a girl last episode, but we, we talked about two girls because we couldn't remember the name. <laughs> one of them may have been this girl. Yeah. Um, The third one was The power sports industry contributes less than 1% To the United States gross domestic product
1: That's really believable too I'm going to say that's the fake one I'm going to say it's less than 2% (laughs) (laughs) Right Because someone swam So they tried to steal a motorcycle and swam away That's fine, especially in Florida (laughs) That sounds typical of (laughs) Florida And the Goldwing, I mean, the thing is, like, the bike came out, what, six months ago? Yeah. It, actually, Honda released it almost a year ago. And yeah. then, plus, well, a year were, ago, and the AMS, they were all built right. before that. It's like yeah. when you go buy a brand new iPhone and it gets updated, like, as soon as you get it home.
0: Well, I, um, yeah.
1: So I'd say that one's real, too.
0: You were just talking about the navigation on last episode. Some of these came from last episode. The girl winning the championship, the Honda Goldwing updates. You were talking about all this stuff on last episode. Was I? Yeah, you said how the Goldwing navigation the was basically like the Tom Tom. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: horrible. But it's how you enter it, too. Like, there's no touch screen. So you can't, like, there's not like a keypad that comes up. So they can't update this stupid knob. So they you,
0: have. Ha- oh, I was going to say, you have to go to A and then enter and then scroll, scroll down to Z if you're going to, you know, Arizona or something. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty horrible. It's like an old flip phone. You might as well just have yeah. like A B C D E. Like hit it three yeah. times for C. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, one, two, three, four, or five. Which one do you think is the fake? You said the power sports industry. I'm go with three, the power sports industry. All right. All right, Wiggs, you've done it. That is the correct. Uh, I have my I have my fancy soundboard right here. Why don't I make a little. <laughs> I'm going to do something. Really? I got it right in the first try? Yeah, you got it right in the first try. I'm going to give you some props for that. I'm, I must have some applause on here. <laughs> All right, Wigs. You got it right on the first try, which is, I think, the first time we did this, it was way funner because you got almost everyone wrong. So, Suzuki did unveil a new katana, uh, actually, at um, Intermot's going on right now, which is Germany's you know motorcycle show yeah and Icma is usually where a lot of people uh, is the one in Milan Italy where a lot of people usually unveil a lot of the new stuff that's coming out but instead uh, Intermont is where the new Katana was released it looks a hell of a lot like okay do you remember the Gen 2 Katana there was Katana 1 Katana 2 and then no more Katana until now I didn't know there was a separate one and two yeah
1: I just thought there was like one horrible Katana for 15 years Mm. that they never changed
0: the first Katana had that pointy Oh, yeah. Front end. Yeah. That was Katana that's 1. That's actually my favorite Icon bike. Yes. Katana, like right? New Jack whatever. Yeah, New that's Jack. That's a Katana. A Katana. Right. And so that's the Katana with the square headlight and the pointy front end that would now be very chic on an ADV bike. Katana 2 was the one that you're probably thinking of that looked like a sport bike with the weird- uh, Just look like a big, ugly Sonic, sport bike. Sonic the Hedgehog, like double- yeah. The headlights touched in the middle. <laughs> and I think I heard the guys on the Noco podcast talking about how it looked like Sonic the Hedgehog, where his eyes don't have a line down the middle. They just connect like his eyes are one, like goggles, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's how the Katana 2 looked. So this new Katana harkens back to Katana 1, where it kind of has a weird pointy beak thing on a sport bike which is cool and it still has that big rectangular headlight only it's stacked leds which everything's going to leds nowadays so that's nothing to be surprised but this might surprise you it's based off the gen one here's what i read not gen one but it's based off of the gsxr 1000 k5 motor do you know what k5 means you know what y2k means right k meaning 1000 kilo right so y2k was the year 2000 k5 means uh, 2005 in in suzuki lingo and uh all the way up to k9 and then it was l's so if this is based like they said off the k5 version that's a 2005 mo a uh 13 year old motor this is based off but it's making yeah but a 2005 Gixxer 1000 still made 150 at the crank. Or this more. one, yeah. This this bike is rated at 150 bhp at 10,000 rpm. It comes with upside down forks, and uh, I think it looks. It's got like an FZ09, yeah, an FZ09 license plate, which was the first bike recently that had a license plate off the swing arm. Now a lot of them are doing it. Like you know, like the Indian does it now. Mm. I think one of the Harleys does it now. Maybe the FX. It's a big Euro
1: thing, but yeah, the FXDX they put it on.
0: Yeah, like it's on the swing arm now.
1: Yeah, it has like that little like plastic fender thing. Yeah, mounts. To yeah, and so the uh, the is frame and everything based off the O five Gixxer.
0: No, uh, uh, it doesn't look like it. It kind of looks. A lot of it does look like it's bespoke. The motor for sure is based off the O five. Um, with whatever upgrades they needed to make to pass Euro six or whatever's coming out or Euro five, you know, it's whatever. probably they're... a little detuned. Yeah, um, well,
1: one fifty is pretty good for. It's probably at the crank. Yeah, it is at, people the crank. Measure at the crank. Yeah, so that would be one twenty five, one thirty at the yeah. ground. So yeah, it's probably detuned a little. My nine twenty nine made one thirty five at the ground yeah. with a pipe air cleaner and
0: uh, pipe air cleaner and exhaust. Yeah, yeah, pipe so you... and exhaust are the same thing. So tune these things up, and you might. Knock that back up to 150 with some uh, some cool stuff, but the upside down forks and and stuff like that—they're kind of so it's kind of like a retro mod, but like an 80s yes. instead of the 70s. And you know, everyone's doing yeah, and everybody's doing that kind of like the uh, the Yamaha YSRs, and th- there was a couple of those there at the uh, at the DGR that Paul and I were looking at that look they look m- retro modern. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks yeah. really cool. So yes, yeah, the new Katana—you thought they couldn't do. Uh, the Katana won justice because they came out with the Katana 2, and people thought they should never make another Katana. But they've done the Katana name some real uh, some real good. They've
1: 2019
0: been... Katana 1000. Yeah. Is it always a thousand? I
1: thought it was a 650 or something.
0: Yeah. Well, we're, the earliest Katana was, I think, a thousand. The second Katana, I think, was a super sport, which would have been, yeah, 600 or 650 or something. But um Yeah. The, this one's a definitely a thousand uh, so, that's n- not it so headline number two also Ana Carrasco now we just talked about her last week as the girl that won a super sport race but it turns out she won two races she won uh, Emola and she won Donington Park and she just took the actual 300 the world super sport championship by the way the katana looks pretty good the new one yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean it, it, it looks
1: real good. It is very eighties sport bike. Yeah. Um I think the cafe killer guys might like it. But I like that they embraced it. Yeah. Like so many people are going so seventies style right now yeah. with their retros that they and honestly it's one of those like the seventies stuff's gonna fade out and not be cool and the eighties stuff will again.
0: Yeah. You know, so In the 90s, and, yeah, yeah, so yeah,
1: so I think it's a it's a bold move, but to me, it's a good move. Yeah, you know, if they would have done another 70s style sport bike, you know, it's been done, but Super 80s hasn't really.
0: Yeah, well, you know, Honda did the CB 1100 a few years ago. Yep, and then quit it. Kawasaki just did the R900 a couple years ago, so they had no choice but to move up into the 80s here. Yeah.
1: I mean, and that's just for the Japanese. Triumph's been doing retro motor for a few years, and Harley has never updated their style, so theirs is still the same. (laughs) They still look 80s, right? In a a good way.
0: Yeah. But- yeah, I mean it's a that's a good looking yeah, bike. That's what I thought too. And, and if it, it's and it does the old the original Katana One some justice with that weird styling, you know?
1: And honestly, if the chassis is an updated and the suspension it's inverted, it's got radial mount, and this one has got Brimbos. Um, the wheels are three spoke, which I always hate. But honestly, and the, the tail section is not amazing, amazing, but it's not bad. It's got moto-style bars. You know, honestly, if the chassis is pretty well the 05 Jigsaw 2 and it's got the the one-piece moto bars, it's kind of a cool upright half-naked sport bike. Yeah. And an 05 Jigsaw for um, probably anyone listening –
0: Will outride you any day, like <laughs> well, the funny thing is is that, like we were always saying those ten year bikes that episode we did of ten year bikes, like the Jixer's is one of those ones, Kawasaki's famous for bold new graphics they you know they really haven 't well, changed well, most what of I'm their saying stuff. Too, yeah,
1: not only have they not really changed a lot, but you know for most of us. Thousand cc sport bike is way, way, way more
0: capable than we are. Yeah, so you got a lot of learning to do on that, and I think we yeah. talked about that a few episodes ago too. That you yeah, like every you, th- time
1: I go to the track,
0: <laughs> you keep that for a long time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's it's a good looking bike. Yeah, it's honestly,
1: back to my 929, when I sold it, I bought it at 35,000 miles, I sold it at 55,000 miles, and last I knew, which was six or seven years ago, it had 75,000 miles. Like, that's a Honda. Yeah, the Suzuki, you'll have to do rod bearings. You guys think I'm joking? Wait till you hear about rod bearings in that thing.
0: Yeah. But um
1: still, it, it's a pretty darn durable motor. And if yeah. they detuned it a little bit, one, I don't know if they had problems in the 05s with rod bearings. I know, so I do know back in the 70s, Suzuki was known for rod bearings. And a friend of mine had an 03,
0: and, uh, Guess what went out? Rod bearings <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know a lot of times uh the bearings and sometimes the um well, depending on what you're doing, yeah, there can be failures between the cylinders too like there's there's some yeah weird but little weird things in happen. general. Like back in the days, Suzuki was known for rod bearings. The rod bearings. And Yamaha
1: was known for transmissions. Yeah. And the first gen R6 had tranny problems. (laughs) And the R1, when they first went to the new Stingray thing, they
0: had transmission problems. Really? Yeah, there's. if you look on the recall websites, yeah, there's a lot of common stuff. Like BMW is always suspension stuff, like front and rear. Like, yeah, everybody has their radical thing. It's crazy how, like,
1: brands, those things will stay for years and years and decades.
0: Yeah, they just keep using the same manufacturers. They're like, come on, guys, make us a better batch.
1: Okay, sure. But again, being a 13-year-old, when this thing's technically released, a 14-year-old motor design, you know...
0: Yeah, and I know it's, it's definitely been, had upgrades, but it's based you know, on it's, that.
1: And you know it's been detuned a little bit. They're yeah. not going to put the same power down as the Jigsaw did in 05, but I, overall, I think that's a good looking bike. Yeah, it does look pretty good. So, I didn't yeah. see the exhaust side. Not uh, that you're not no, they did a pretty good is job. Is it all of it. underneath for the most part? Yeah, no. It, oh, if, there it is. If I remember correctly. It comes out a little bit, yeah. but not huge, mostly underneath. Yeah, it's a good, good looking. It's not bad. It, it
0: really isn't. Um, good job, Suzuki. Yeah, good job. And uh, coming in on Kawasaki, going back to headline number two, Ana Carrasco, first woman motorcyclist to ever win a world championship on yeah. a Kawasaki 400, which uh, I know it's the 300. You know, World Super Sport Championship. But last year we were kind of joking on this because they were last year they announced it and they were going to allow Honda five hundreds, <laughs> the CB five hundred, the Ninja four hundred, the KTM Super Duke three ninety. There's not a whole lot of even three hundred yeah. motorcycles well, out in the there. The three ninety is
1: a single cylinder. <laughs> yeah. The
0: five hundred is a twin. twin. The is a twin. Yeah, and the Yamaha R three is a. It's also a twin, I believe. Yeah, is it a twin? Yeah, I think it is a twin. So yeah, there's a lot of twins but in the, the singles. CBR 300 is a single. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny what uh, goes in the 300 class. But yeah, she she took it only by one point, and the person that came in uh, in second place in the race also was second in the championship, I believe. Oh, so dude, so, one point. About yeah. dude, that's why this. That's why these 300 classes are so awesome. It's like that was um
1: back in 01 or two colin edwards and who is the australian not stoner troy Bayliss. Bayliss. Yeah. yeah they had like this famous world superbike battle ducati and rc51 yeah. it was like every corner would swap the lead yeah and it was like whoever
0: won won the championship that little ducati model that i have at my house is the troy bayless, is the bayless, bayless. yeah uh it'd be a you, lot cooler if you had a colin edwards well, rc but you know yeah it would, that would be pretty cool to have a lot of a lot of stuff that I don't have. <laughs> uh, headline number three was the power sports industry contributes less than one percent to the GDP. What did you think it's probably is <laughs> less than two, less than yeah, so less than one. Do you think it's less than two? So you think I'm lying by one percent? Well,
1: it also depends what you call the power sports industry. Like to me, does power sports include racing cars? Well, what racing is cars isn't isn't power sports. Racing okay, cars that's considered automobiles. Yeah. so it's motorcycles, four wheelers, UTVs, jet skis, yeah, snowmobiles. Yeah, yeah. I said less than two percent as a joke, but I bet it's pretty low.
0: It's two point two percent actually. Yeah, well, which is very low, but it's still. So if it was the Price Is Right, I would have won. I know. It's we they actually. This is kind of weird. This is an interesting fact. Uh, they two point. Two percent of the uh, US GDP turns out to be seven hundred and thirty-four billion dollars, wow. and that's. I'm guessing that is sales of equipment as well, like helmets and gear and stuff like that that you don't get with performance stuff on cars. You get either, you get yeah. the aftermarket on cars, and you get the accessory stuff on cars. But you probably on cars they probably don't count racing and. Uh, you know what I'm talking about they probably don't count racing and auto crossing and grassroots I bet stuff I think that's still considered the automotive industry. Yeah, but the thing is is that I think like SEMA isn't factory stuff. SEMA is the specialty equipment manufacturer. That's right. all aftermarket crap. It's right. like their own industry because on motorcycles you're required to wear gear when you race or when you do it as a recreation. So I think they lumped that all together unlike i don't think with cars they lump that into Mm -hmm. if you were to talk about ford sales they wouldn't also include like how many helmets people bought to go race their mustangs for a track day or whatever i I think they do it separately so i don't know a hundred percent if this is just unit sales or if this is like equipment and stuff but i'm pretty sure it's probably all of power sports so 734 billion dollars sounds like a goddamn dr evil number to me you know and uh the thing is, is it's more than the mining industries and the chemical manufacturing industries to get like put contribute so you know uh, um I'd have to look up exact
1: numbers, but when the election was going on, and Trump kept saying like the miners the miners are going to save the miners yeah
0: he's saving less than one percent of the industry
1: well, they Starbucks has more employees.
0: Yeah, than the mining,
1: yeah, yeah, whole mining industry. I'm sure it's not a big part of what we have going on. Yeah, I, I think he was going for an easy win there. Then oh, it was just it became because of something Hillary said. Like that industry became like this thing, but and they want to fight clean energy. And part of it's like, dude, it's time to move on. Like, go find a new job. And I get it. Like, a lot of those people live in these towns. That that's all there is.
0: Yeah. But. I was gonna say, I think that's what it was. It was a, a call to the blue collar coal miner where there's nothing left. Yeah. but But actually, point zero zero one percent
1: of the yeah. workforce. Listen,
0: like, let's open more. Let's open more racetracks instead of closing them down. Let's open them up. And yeah. this contributes. The power sports industry contributes four point five million jobs in the U.S. alone. And uh, let's close down the uh, 100, let's say 100,000 coal mining jobs. Yeah. That's that's like less than 1% of the power sports industry. Let's just open – let's make every fucking coal mine and or every whatever mine, coal, coal, bauxite, diamonds, whatever, let's just turn them into Erzberg rodeos all over the, the East Coast and, and turn these into power sports jobs, my friends, and, and promote motorcycling. Uh, so yeah, the power sports industry – that was the fakie. We contribute two point two percent, so more than a coal miner. Um, and uh, headline number four: The man swims off after trying to steal a motorcycle. This happened in Hillsborough, Florida, Hillsborough County, Florida. A man tried to steal a motorcycle, um, and was, the police were called. When they arrived, he jumped into the Alafia or Alafia River and swam off. <laughs> I'd say he made a clean getaway. <laughs> That da, da, joke, but uh, I, I actually read the police, like the uh, the, uh, the Hillsborough Examiner, or whatever the hell their newspaper is called, and it's like, yes, the man was in the river, but the police were unable to find him. He is still at large. So uh, a, motor- a wet motorcycle thief's running around Hillsborough County in Florida. If you see him, uh, throw a net I on. if they him. couldn't find him because he dried off? <laughs> They're like, dude, Everyone's now we, looking just, for a we guy just see that a bunch of dry wet. guys walking around here. Or if a, he pulled the Amos Moses and the alligator bit, his arm off. So who knows? Uh, yeah. You know what? Speaking of that, uh, I don't know if I'd jump in a river, any river in Florida. <laughs> alligator get you. It's kind of sketchy. Yeah. Either the popo or the alligator. Yeah, maybe I'd go for the alligator. Uh, and number five. Navigation updates announced for the Honda Goldwing. It's almost as if they were listening to us last weekend, Chris, when yeah. you were complaining about the uh, the TomTom-esque. I bet it stays the same. I bet that stuff stays the same. Yeah, so here's what they do, because you were talking about how they released last year, and you know they're made a year before. You were absolutely 100% correct. Phase 1 is available right now to, uh, I think, October 4th. Phase 1 was available. And you could download it from Honda... Uh, powersports.honda.com which is Honda's American motorcycle uh, website and you can go there and owners can get phase one phase two is coming again either later this year or early next year and that's just going to be more upgrades and more you know more basically map navigation upgrades the way the map works like the functionality all that stuff is supposed to be getting better with phase one and phase two respectively 2017 and older Goldwing owners can purchase their upgrades directly from Garmin. So you go to Garmin and you download it. So you're right. It's not going to mm-hmm. it's not gonna uncomplicate the way that you input information, but what it will do is make everything more accurate and e- a little easier to use, hopefully. So, so we
1: joked about it being TomTom-esque when literally it, you have to buy it from
0: Garmin. I have an old Garmin and it's such a hunk of junk. So And it, really,
1: like... We live in a day and age when, like, why does there even GPS on the bike? Like, put a phone mount up
0: there. Yeah, I know. I know. I had my phone mounted to Spamla, and I was joking about it because I was like, "Dude, this is too bad. The battery wouldn't start back." <laughs> I know. Yeah, and uh, and a report on that, like uh, update. That was our that was our WFO. What's the fake one? Wiggins got it first try. Uh, I'm gonna give him a cigar after the show's over. Good job, Wiggs. I hope you all playing along at home got that right. Let's move on to the next segment. I'm pretty stoked that I got it first try. I know that is pretty good. But uh a couple, up, a couple of them are iffy. Uh, you know what? And Carrasco winning the championship. Where last week we said she won a race Like I was like I think that might throw him off
1: Yeah because I knew there was a woman That won the first
0: championship And I don't yeah. know if it was a national Or world championship it, it just happened this weekend So I was like maybe he'll confuse last week's headline With this week's no, Someone won something and maybe it was her But it, I
1: saw it a couple months
0: ago Like I saw oh. a
1: replay of it
0: She won. She did win a race in Emola Earlier this year and Donington Park Those were way earlier this year Maybe she it she was. won the races, and then she pulled a Kobe Carlisle where she just was, was it consistent. considered a world event race. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and
1: was Shayna Texters considered a national?
0: Yeah, is that what it was? Yeah, because Shayna Texters isn't. I mean, AFT I don't think is. It's not world. You know what I'm saying. Well, Hers is literally world super sport. It's called the World Super Sport 300. So is it part of World Superbike? Yeah, they like race along with World Superbike. They're like the okay. they're like the Moto two to World Superbike sort of. Okay, so,
1: yeah, yeah, that might have been that. I mean, yeah, because
0: Amola would have been. She won this weekend. She and, must have won her first race earlier this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like okay. Amola must have been over the summer. Magna Core. She just wrapped up this weekend with with the championship. But yeah, the races were earlier this uh, year. So yeah, uh, let's get on to our next segment. It's called the. Well, we'll tell you in a moment. What's the matter? You can't trust that pickle as far as you can throw it? Well, now with Klopman's, kosher dills have never tasted more fresh. Yes, made of 100% kosher dill in their own secret recipe brine, Klopman's will give you the energy you need to get out there and ride it like you stole it. Klopman's, the official pickle of motorcyclists everywhere. All right, everybody, we are back. It is later than an alligator here. We're going to... Maybe wrap up here pretty quick Um, There's something that happened That nobody's talking about And I don't know why Uh, We're going to be the first people to cover this uh, Especially with this coming out on Friday But Indian (laughs) Indian came out with uh, A new Dark Horse Did you see that? I guess so (laughs) I'm just kidding We're going to talk about the FTR 100 Yeah It's
1: out. It's official. They built an FTR twelve hundred. Yeah, it's actually it's actually
0: the twelve hundred. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, this is big news. Uh, I've seen it everywhere, and everybody's been talking about it. And they've also they've put a lot of hype up about it too. But
1: um, I honestly, overall, I would give it a really high rating.
0: Yeah, it looks
1: good. I think I would say an eight out of ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I agree with that. I think it looks pretty good. Um, it's got 120 damn horsepower, which is pretty damn good. Pretty fucking lame for a 1200. Pretty lame for a 1200? 120 horse for a 1200. What do you think the Harleys make? What what Harley? The Sportster Sporty 1200. It's an air-cooled
1: pushrod motor, apples and oranges. <laughs> okay. And well, I know that they make around
0: 80. yeah. What about a, let's see, what's another, what about a Monster 8, well, what about a Monster 1200? What do you think they make? I saw a spec for this, one forty one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're not too far off the mark. You know what? They're not
1: that far off. Um, price point's good, too. They start at 12
0: or 12.9. Yeah. I, I saw the British pounds and I, I... Didn't convert it, but yeah, that sounds about right. Because yeah. there's, there's a base model and then an S model, which has adjustable suspension, basically. There were three models. Oh, really? Oh, I only I saw so, two. Yeah.
1: I thought there were three, but maybe it was just a base and an S. Yeah. Yeah, you got like old, better suspension, adjustable suspension, yeah. and better paint schemes. Yeah, probably. You can get the race replica maroon, Yeah, which is kind of gross. <laughs> the only thing that I didn't like, and I get why they do it, They call them the oldest motorcycle company in the U.S. In the U.S., sure. Or maybe they said first. Either way, that's a lie. Polaris wasn't around that long. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing you have in common with Indian motorcycles is a name. Yeah. Like, you're not. But that's a side rant. (laughs) Anyway, uh, overall, I like it. My biggest complaint is... And a lot of people don't agree with this because they want a quote street tracker. But the thing is, when you have 120 horse, oh, and it's heavy as fuck. It's like 500 pounds, which was funny because I said, you know, when they did the concept, I was like, when the RSD team gets that and they race hooligan, it'll be the gayest fucking thing to happen to hooligan since well, since the RSD team. But it's five. It's like 480 pounds or something like that, maybe more. Uh, so that sounds about right. Yeah, it's if it's I said, a heavy Ducati scrambler, so it's not really that gay for a hooligan. It actually I said, fits right in. Four
0: eighty three. I don't think I'd be too far
1: off. I think about three pounds off, wow. or seventeen pounds. I think it was under five. I want to say it was four eighty. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I wonder how many listeners are laughing their ass off that I said the RSD team was the case. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Since I know some of um. um i bet they were laughing at that but yeah I, it's heavy it, it's weight wise i think they dropped the ball um because what you can get a, a ducati monster at is way lighter than that and then to me it's a street bike like yeah emphasis on street not
0: with, on tracker yeah when um, i saw 120 and adjustable suspension that's the first thing i thought of was uh street you know what i'm saying like basically like this is a street tracker kind of and uh i looked i was looking at the i didn't really look at the specs but i did read a couple of the um what do you calls it i, I was reading some of the review and reviews and stuff that's been coming out already from Intermot, which is basically where i saw it got launched from and uh yeah. I saw a lot of people saying that it's not exactly the prototype, but whatever is Like some stuff is great that it's not the prototype cause the prototype is filthy ugly. Well, and that was it too.
1: I um, I thought it was funny. All the people that were um, so, so, so hyped on the prototype. and I'm like, dude, it's a prototype. Yeah. Like the EPA is not going to let those pipes fly. Like there's no taillight on it. There's no license plate holder on yeah. it. Yeah. Like, there's so much stuff you have to put on it for production. It's not going to look anything like that. Turn signals have
0: to be a certain, yeah. you know, license plate. So much stuff. Um, uh, they also did a FC 9 looking license plate where it's mounted up down off the swing that's, arm, I, too. I think that's a Euro thing they have to have for something over there. So they're just
1: kind of bringing it over here because they make it, I guess. But overall, like I said, what I say, 8 out of 10? Yeah. Uh, So I would do 17-inch wheels. That was my big complaint. It is cool. Dunlop did special tires for it. So um, go out and buy a brand new one, ride it, and then park it because tires aren't going to be available for the next six months or a year. Um, To give you an idea, a way more common tire, or that you would think would be common, is the new Goldwing, and you can't get the rear tire for it yet. But it's also bitching because if someone has a bike with an 18 inch rear wheel and a 19 front, and you want to go flat like hooligan racing, now Dunlop's going to make tires.
0: Yeah, and honestly, to be honest, I don't even know. Are these on 19s or something? 19 front, 18 rear. Okay, because I was going to say, I don't. I didn't
1: see the specs on it. Which again, for a street bike, is better. I don't think 1919 would be that desirable for the street. Yeah,
0: you know. Um, Yeah, usually the back, a, a smaller back tire, unless you're on a. Well, it's a, a cruiser. it's
1: a taller sidewall. I bet the rollout's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. The overall height is probably the same. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, 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 um, you know, and that actually might handle pretty well too. Yeah. But as far as a flat track, as far as the street, they said the knobs are closer and they're harder compound and a harder, uh, stiffer carcass. So it might be a decent street tire. But it's not going to be like a set of nice sticky Bridgestones or Pirellis in 17s. Yeah. So the bike to me is capable, capable to be a track bike, but those wheels and tires aren't. So that's my big complaint. Um, I've heard that the fuel tank goes under the seat into the tail. So it might be hard to change the tail section. But you know, I saw a bunch of stuff this week and people were complaining like, oh, the tail section's too big. Oh, that seat doesn't look very good, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, the prototype, the seat on the prototype is literally designed to go 25 miles max. Yeah. And you're moving around on it the whole time. Your butt's going to be sore on that thing. By the way, AFT does 25 laps and their longest track is a mile. So do the math. Yeah. that's what that seats are designed for. It's not designed for you to ride anywhere. Well, also, you got so to think that
0: minimal electrics, which on a street bike, you have maximum electrics. You know what yeah, I'm saying? He, like, there's so, it's so, funny. so, so
1: much more. Um, honestly, I think they did a pretty good job. I, what I don't like is you can't see the cylinders very well. The frame and stuff covers it up, and that was one of the best things about the concept. Um Other than that, I mean, honestly, like I said, eight out of ten. Yeah, Uh, honest. Well, and And I'm not a fan of Indian motorcycles in general.
0: Yeah, I actually victories with stickers. I actually like Indian a lot. You know, a lot. The thing with this one too, the the pipes on it reminds me of a R9T a little bit. It does remind me of a Ducati Scrambler a little bit. I
1: think they're a little big. I mean, we
0: knew they were going to be big. You know. But also the custom one had them so high you would burn your leg and you yeah. c- couldn't possibly take a passenger on it because yeah. you would all and be burning you look your leg. All the
1: flat track bikes except the factory Harleys or most of them, all the Indians and all the XRs ran a high pipe on the left. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because your legs, your legs off, off of the of left it. most right. of it. So that's where the styling came in for the right side high pipe. But yeah, practicality is Yeah, Junkie's is not, yeah. right. Like all these people complaining about the pipe, they don't really want a high pipe.
0: Yeah, I think they you'll, do. You burn your leg
1: until they ride a bike with a high pipe, it's not cool. Um and then, we, like I said, we knew it was going to get bigger. We knew it was going to have to get cats. We knew it was going to have to get a lot quieter. Yeah. So there's a lot that goes into that. So I think, to me, it has a little bit too much up angle. It's like a 45-degree angle. That could be toned down just a little.
0: The pipe. Yeah. But yeah, I think they wanted it, are it to match part of the design. But, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, That when I looked at it, I'm like, okay,
1: I like the two. I like what they did there, but it's just too much angle and they're too long you know having the big box under the bike they're a little bit long but that's a to me again that's a nitpicky thing and most people that buy that are going to change it
0: yeah they do the the cool thing that they have that they
1: it's gonna like I. It's more expensive than the scrambler, but I think it's gonna be pretty hipster tastic.
0: Yeah, the price points that Can't I wait have to see some brown seats, man. I know Carver's Harper, <laughs> gonna have to change the color of his seat because oh, brown with like a waffle stitching. Could you imagine how awesome that would be? I really. Here is the one thing I didn't like was that rear fender and everybody's lopping off the rear fender the the real rear taillight looks good on it but i didn't like how there's a nice gap between the rear fender and the one that goes down on the wheel i feel like if you really were to try to scramble this thing or like even ride in the rain you're going to get that radical stripe on your back where the water flings up but maybe they i mean obviously they've probably tested this thing and they know right where to put the rear fender so the yeah so the water won't fling up past the tail section
1: i don't think you know yeah, you could have put a big honk and fender on it, but that would have killed it more too. You know, yeah. you could have mounted
0: it like like a lot well, of the old monsters had more fender and it came off really easy. Yeah. Did you see Church's drawing, his concept drawing mm-hmm. with a flat track tail? It goes back a little further than the stock it's tail. It's a little
1: straighter than the stock tail.
0: Yeah. And so I feel like something like but that. But I would think have been for really the
1: street cool. you need you want a little bit more of that. And the way the tail light is, it's kind of big, but it's kind of
0: very well done into the tail section. Yeah, I liked it, and I like that it looks like a Camaro or like a, I mean, it, it hasn't a very American muscle car look to me. Um, the thing that these things do come with that's pretty interesting is that they come with like, they don't say as an IMU, but they have a lean angle sensor that um, helps the ECU calculate. Uh, stability control, traction control and even wheelie control so it's kind of like a BMW S1000RR early stage IMU it's got three ride modes which is sport standard and rain or something like that and uh, each one does like a different it's all pretty basically. standard now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They didn't they didn't go with the old it's not like trying to compete with a sportster basically and try to be like a cool no, image I bike. It's like got way more because they have ABS, which the is the
1: cool part about this though is if Harley's smart, now they have time, now they can go buy one of these, they can pull it in. By the way, I don't think Harley's I know they've done it because I know there's like a CBX in their museum and stuff, but You can go buy one of these, you can pull it in, and you can go, we have a Street Fighter coming out next year that needs to be better than this on paper. Yeah. Because this is not as good as a Ducati Monster on paper. It's not near as cheap as a Scrambler or an FZ09. Um, It's about the same, actually, as a Duke 790, but heavier. You know, Less power and heavier than a Ducati Monster at the same price. So it's but it's still competitive like a lot of people going and buying a bike like that aren't like oh man it's 100 pounds more i'm not buying it yeah but now to me what it does is and it's not a bad thing for them to be the first one but they showed their cards and now that harley street fighter has something to compare to yeah
0: that's what i was gonna say too is that that's a good comparison
1: at a very similar price range maybe a little better um and They have – so the Street Fighter only has the 975 in it. That's time to throw it in the trash can and put the 1250 in it. 1250, right. Um, It needs to have – if it's a few cc's more, like 50 – is it a 1250 or 1275? 1250 for the Harley. 975 and a 1250, right? So it's got the 12 – so put the 1250 in it, make 15 to 20 horsepower more, which I know – you know, you're not going to get that out of 15ccs. You're going to have to tune it a little harder.
0: Yeah, I want to say they might have had that 1250 plan for that at some time too. I don't remember. I if they were do talking believe
1: about they did, or it was. Everyone knew they were going to put it in, but it wasn't like going to come out right away. Yeah. Um. But honestly, 120 horse, your 975 better be over 100. Yeah. So that's going to be competitive, comparative, um, or competitive. Yeah. Um. Make it 50 to 100 pounds lighter. You'd still be heavier than a Ducati, and I think you would do okay. Yeah, like I, I think that's going to make it – so it needs to be a little bit lighter and make – if you only do the 975, it needs to make over 100 horse, maybe over 105, like 105 to 110. Yeah. And yeah. I would put the 1250 in it and smoke it by – because then India is gonna have to step up their power. Yeah, but and it's it'll easy be easy to step up power. It's hard to drop more weight. So it'll I be. I hope the Street Fighters planned on being lighter.
0: Do you remember when the Indian was when Harleys were one hundred and three and Indian was like one hundred and six? So when Harley came mm. out, they had to make theirs one hundred and seven or whatever. Yep. You know what I mean, yep. Like it's funny, uh, but this is this is to me also. Competition for a scrambler, like I don't think this is only going after Harley. I think they did the styling just right. I think
1: it's more after a um, monster,
0: yeah. Or if a monster and a scrambler had a baby, or like the eleven hundred scrambler, like you know, this might take away some of that. People that are looking for an American-made scrambler, yeah, Um, and also, yeah, Ducati Diavel, even you know, I mean, I know that's a little bit different. R- group of of bike, but at the same time the styling is pretty sexy, to and me, even, it's
1: very naked sport bike styling, yeah
0: and m t ten owners that want a twelve hundred what do you think you know if they went to a twin instead of a You know, I know. MT10 is apples and oranges. That MT10 makes like 160 horsepower. I know. It's basically an R1. R1. (laughs) Maybe FZ09. Yeah, there you go. Who wants a little bit more power? But you still want your license plate mounted on the swing arm. (laughs)
1: But you want to save some money, or sorry, spend more money. But you want something a little more refined. Yeah, maybe.
0: And I think the prices here that they're quoting are is starting out. Does it have? Well, it's got ABS. Right? Yeah, they both mandatory. have they both have ABS. Does it have a slipper clutch? It.
1: I didn't see on here. Uh, note to Harley, put a slipper clutch in yours. It's 2018. The only bike not coming with a slipper clutch is the FZ09, and it cost $8,500.
0: Yeah, a lot of them have slipper clutches in them.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: It's funny because... They actually,
1: I think they cost a little bit more than that now, because they have to have ABS. Mine didn't have ABS. You're... Ducati? My FZ09. Oh, FZ? Oh, interesting. Is that a new thing? Because I I didn't know that all bikes... I thought they had to. I thought that's why the Groms and stuff had to.
0: But maybe it's the new gens? In Europe, anything over 125 has to have ABS. So I think they just make it for there. Because Harleys is still optional on a lot of their 2019 bikes. It won't be optional soon,
1: probably. I've ridden a Harley with ABS. It's kind of... Not amazing,
0: yeah. They're really weird because they're the only company that I know of. I don't know how Ducati does their ABS, but Harley puts their ABS in the ball bearings, like the encoders is in the ball bearings, yeah, the wheel bearings, like yeah. instead of on a ring that reads off a sensor. It's really weird, yeah. They're the only ones that do it like that, but um, but yeah, so this is interesting. I a lot of people actually. Matt from Motorbike Obsessions uh, mailed in that he was wanting to see it and a few people were already talking about it and a lot of other podcasts have already been talking about it because it's the big news and it literally just happened so I don't even know how they're, they got it so fast but um, I really like it and I, I don't I, I have an unfounded dislike for Harley Davidson just because I don't like doing some of the work I do with them <laughs> But that's the only reason I don't like them. Other, other than it's that, actually, funny. I have an unfounded dislike for Indian because of the work you, you did with them. I um, just think I know that they're not. I know that they weren't the longest continual one, but uh, I do like their beginning story, and I don't. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they, they made the first American V Twins. There's a lot of stuff the Indian did that was pretty cool, even though this isn't How did the, Victory get started again? Uh, Zing. Pol- Polaris. Mm-hmm. But uh, Matt from My Motorbike Obsessions, not to keep dropping a celebrity name here, but he did email <laughs> us and he says, I think that the, the fools need to lay off the haterade and grow up some. Because he wants, he thinks the FTR twelve hundred looks great, and he can't it wait does. to try one out. And yeah, I think even Wiggs, who hates Indian, no, uh, it, it, I would give it a high rating. My yeah. my personal
1: biggest disappointment is the wheel size. Mm-hmm. It needs 17s. Yeah,
0: if you are going to have a flat street track. bike, yeah. yeah,
1: it's not a flat tracker. It's not yeah. a hooligan bike. It's not anything. It's a street bike, and your tire selection is better.
0: Yeah, for it's sure. not an ADV bike. So. Yeah. And if you're gonna flat track it like nineteens, but for sure Those you're always
1: might do pretty well,
0: yeah, you're always talking about how seventeens get a hell of a lot of uh you know hell of a lot of choices and almost every street or every sport bike has 17s which is true i looked it up because i was like are you sure and i looked it up and you were right for a long time they've had 17s i don't know when i quit since
1: around the mid 90s the the honda cbr 900 rr had a 16 front yeah um and the hot setup was to put a f3 front wheel on it is that because that
0: was the supermoto days with the smaller front than that was previous to that Hmm.
1: Um, I don't actually know why they had a 16 front. Was it to make the it might geometry have, steer faster. Maybe some of the race bikes at the time had a 16. The Supermoto was actually 16 and a half.
0: I remember those stupid half sizes. And you could only
1: get slicks for them. Yeah. And that was because the MotoGP guys were running sixteen fives, so the Supermoto guys wanted to do the same. I remember those half weird half sizes for a while. My
0: Supermoto had 17s. So yeah. It was way better. Uh yeah, half size is no bueno. And uh, nowadays, try to find a good. Nowadays, all those guys that have legacy bikes are like, dude, where can I get? Like, I'm just gonna switch to 17. Well, I was or- something the
1: other day about some Ferrari, and they quit making that tire size. It's like mm-hmm. a metric instead of like a 17 or 18, because like tire sizes on everything are American size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like a weird metric size. Huh. And uh, I mean, I guess it was an old Testarossa, and I guess. In theory, if you can afford a Testarossa, you can afford some new wheels. But they had like Testarossa look-alike wheels that are now American sizes. Right. But I was like, that sucks, yeah. Dude. Especially Having if that, you wanted your OEM wheels on your yeah. Testarossa or good luck
0: going to a, a concourse where they're going to chew you apart for that. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to be like, hey, that's not the stock. Like when everything yeah, has right? to be like OEM. You know yeah. that so, nut is an OEM on that bolt. I'm going to mark you down. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah no i i like the i like the ftr and i like the fact that they did a pretty good job and i feel like it's a, a well-rounded american bike that's going to do good against some japanese and european bikes i think it will i do i think styling
1: wise it looks good um you know they made a huge entrance at eikma but uh
0: whatever intermont Intermot? But still, yeah, Ikema is yeah. coming up next, and I'm sure they're going to be dropping their aim. They're probably going to be uh, an IMS. I, I imagine. They're I don't going know. To- they didn't have the FTR, the concept at IMS. Oh last yeah, that's year. true. That's true. Uh, I think Icma and Intermont are like the biggest ones, and they're so close to IMS. Sometimes they don't make it over here on the boat. Yeah.
1: So well, but being that it's a production, and they do have more than the one bike now.
0: Yeah they always manage to get an indian flat tracker because they're here but yeah getting the actual one or two customs over here from (laughs) italy and getting the papers all together before ims i think but yeah now that it's a production bike i can't see them not putting that in here and um you know oddly enough indian and polaris in general sells more than suzuki in the united states so um, really? Yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting thing. Polaris making the, uh, slingshot, which pro- I don't even think sells that, you know, as much as Indians do, but a lot of people like that big dresser bagger look. And, uh, this is actually just one more thing that they're getting into the younger crowd too. So, I mean, they're going to cover a bigger market share. I'd actually, well, I'd actually drop fifteen thousand on a new Indian, I think. Sorry. Uh-oh. Chris, you look so sad when I said that. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good stuff out there for fifteen thousand
1: <laughs> you like know that like you, a you know the definite stuff. way <laughs> the definite way to beat this thing Harley hire Eric Buell back, <laughs> hire Eric Buell and let him work on the street fighter, and it will beat the Indian. Huh. That's my Wiggins guarantee. Alright. And let him do what he wants. Don't fucking stop him. Just be like Eric accept that big ass break. I've learned there are problems with those rotors warping.
0: Anyway, <laughs> hire Eric Buell. Alright. So there you go, Harley Davidson. And uh Wiggs, why are you give me that look? Oh, you hate Indian that much? I'm surprised I'm still awake. Are you making weird punchy sound noises? (laughs) Yeah. All
1: right. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just purple. How do you know which one to hit?
0: Well, I labeled them. That's how I know. Uh, Yeah, we got another segment to go, but it's getting a little bit late. And uh, that's a... Oh, no. Yeah, you wanted another segment segment. Yeah, that's okay. Save it for next week. Yeah, we can save it for next week. That is going to be our show. You guys, remember... Assholes, spooky spokes is coming up, but it's not like the stories are just going to write themselves. Get your ass down on a piece of, get your ass on a piece of paper. No, get, sit down at a table, whip just out a pen, sit on a typewriter, sit and on a typewriter. See how spooky that story. Wiggle is. your ass, and your ass will type out a scary story if it was really that scary. Uh, it's happening at the end of this month. We're going to get some prizes. I'm going to figure something out. I might have to fly to your hometown and uh, give you oral pleasures i don't care what i have to do <laughs> oh god please win please be a woman that wins this year <laughs> he's just
1: meaning that he's going to talk to you for a long time yeah
0: i'm going to put you to sleep
1: with a soothing voice <laughs> of, uh,
0: tell you a boring story from the archives of creative writing but um yeah maybe i should have said uh earl earl pleasures <laughs> I'll give my voice to your ear. Anyway, so these stories, these spooky stories aren't going to write themselves. Sit on a typewriter uh, or sit down at a computer or do the old-fashioned thing whip out a pencil if you know what that still looks like whip out a stylus for all you kids that are under 20 and uh write us about your scary ride stories scary crash stories murder on a motorcycle who knows what happened who knows you know maybe you were working in the garage and your bike started and rode out of the garage all on its own uh i don't care what it is as long as it was spooky Write it down, send it in, and uh, we'll do some judging later this month. It'll be going out the closest to Halloween, so uh, the last Friday right before Halloween. If Halloween's on a Friday, awesome, it'll be on Halloween. All right, everybody, that's been our show. Wiggs, you have any good sign offs? Head.